Welcome back. I really, I thought you were gone for another another week. Okay, and good morning, everybody. All right, so yesterday, oh, yesterday, I was up at four this morning for some reason. A little tired, coffee hasn't kicked in. Uh, last week we did an intro to Jesus, and I said I'm not sure I'll have a whole lot for that class, and I went the full 45 minutes, so I apologize. This one I guarantee I won't have enough time. We're going to discuss Jesus' actual ministry, but we'll be absolutely, positively honest here, the, the, the Jesus' ministry, you can't stop on that one, it, it, it's a constant, so... I will never get anywhere close to that. I'm hitting some highlights. These are the Russisms, the ideas that I just came up with. Hmm. And take it for what it's worth, okay? So Jesus starts his ministry. He appoints apostles, who are the main students, eventual teachers. They have firsthand accounts of who he is and what he said and did. One betrayed him for money, no less. Another denies him emphatically. <laughs> One heard what everybody else heard from Jesus' own lips that he's coming back, and yet he doesn't believe his fellow apostles when they said they just saw and talked to him. He has to literally feel the holes in his hands and feet in his side. And these are the people that bolted the minute he was arrested. Okay, so we're going to go, go with the odds here. Tony had mentioned this in, a, in a, I believe, a sermon a while back. He said, the probability of Jesus fulfilling only eight prophecies from the Old Testament was one in ten to the 17th power, or one in 100 quadrillion. That's eight. Jesus fulfilled 300 prophecies. One in 100 quadrillion. That's ridiculous. To, this, is, this is when the Powerball was less than $2 billion. So it was one and a half. To win the Powerball lottery for one and a half, the odds are one in 292 million. The chances of just eight prophecies fulfilled is double what it would need to be to win the Powerball lottery. And then nearly 400 times more were fulfilled. See, if you give me odds of one in a million, I will not be holding my breath. One in 292 million, I'm certainly not holding my breath. One in 100 quadrillion is beyond my limited comprehension. That's a lot of zeros, and I do numbers for a living. 400 times more than the impossible is impossible, unless it's miraculous. Can we agree on that? However... You don't have to believe what I say. You don't have to believe what the Bible says. You can go back in history and read non-biblical accounts that confirm what the Bible says. So, if you don't, oh, well, we don't agree that this is what 
is truth. Fine. Let's go back and look at what historians wrote who have nothing to do with the Bible. And we can correlate the two things happen together. That fulfilled prophecy. Okay. I had a, here's a rustism. Jesus was the son of a carpenter. He himself became a carpenter. With everything that went down, and he's arrested, had he built you a chair or a table or helped work on your house, would you keep the chair? Do you think some people got rid of the table? Do you think they mentioned everything... Every other contractor minus the carpenter. Oh, yeah, no, that's addition we built. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even remember who did it. <laughs> Obviously, if it was me, I'm like, absolutely. Jesus built this chair. He, this is the room that Jesus built. I'm telling you, when I ever get to the Holy Lands, and I'm within a mile of somewhere that I know Jesus stood. I'm losing my mind. If he helped build the addition or put a table in my house, yeah. Built by JC. I mean, I don't care what you say. I am definitely going to keep that table. I will never want to eat on that table until the kids don't look at that table. I'm keeping that forever. That would be awesome. Other people want a table? Just a thought. Four Gospels were written. They were written by four different people, four different backgrounds, but they say the same thing about the same person and did not collude what they wrote. Okay, I'm going to put this here. What do you think there, John? Well, Luke, I don't care what you write. That wasn't discussed. That wasn't, they didn't sit around the table. Why were there four accounts? This goes back to the odds of the Powerball and whatnot. The odds of four different individuals, four different backgrounds, talking about the same person written at different times without collusion, are ridiculous. You better bet on the Powerball. The Gospels are the only thing that are repeated. There isn't another book that involves the flood. There's not another book, chapter otherwise, that involves the Tower of Babel. The Gospels are the only repeated subject. And why would that be? You know people are going to sit there and try and argue whether Jesus was a reality or not. Just some guy. All right, fine. Four different accounts saying the same thing about the same person doing the things through his ministry, his life. It is hard to be combated. You can try, and many have. But if you think about it, there are so many people who would love to just, the devil being one of them, but love to put the seed in other people's minds, whatnot, to push for all of this, all of this, what we're doing here, what we live for, to be refuted. A, some people just want to wreck it. Somebody has a perfect game in baseball, what does the coach say to the guy? Wreck it. Get a single, bunt, I don't care what you do, get on base, done. They just want to ruin this because they can. Other ones want to destroy the truth if they can. And if they can't, then what do they become? Believers. Scientists do that. People get so... They, they get educa- they'll educate themselves all the way to hell. They really will. But if they allow themselves the opportunity to try and fail, they will be your most fervent, strongest converts. 
Jesus' first miracle, what was it? Anyone? What? There was water first, Carrie, come on. Water to wine. Okay. It was the first sign revealed Jesus' glory and caused his disciples to believe in him. I am curious. Anyone question why he does the miracle when he tells his mom? What did he tell his mom? It's not my time. It's mom. Anyone else question this? <laughs> Jesus is God. I mean, I am God brought to earth. We agree on that. Mom says, hey son, funny story, ha ha ha, we need some help here. It's not my time, mom. But mom said, and did he, did God just cower? I don't believe that's the case by any stretch. You put this in a possible perspective, okay? I'm just, I'm making an analogy. It's not reality, but think of it this way. Your niece is getting married here, and it is a gorgeous wedding. Let me tell you what. No one faints. Best man actually has the rings. Flower girl doesn't run away crying. The ring bearer doesn't get lost. Vows are given. I do's the kiss, and now we celebrate the new couple and their future. We are all out in the foyer having a wonderful reception, Okay? It is gorgeous out there. Decorations, the cake, everyone's going to sit down and eat, except the server walks up to the father of the bride, does this number. His face gets red, and he's like, he leans over to the wife. She leans over to her sister and says, The caterer only brought one roast. We ordered 15 for everybody here. That's, that's bad. So Jesus is an attendee. His mom comes to him and says, Honey, the caterer totally screwed up, and there's barely enough food for the wedding party, much less the guests. Anything you can do? Is that, did, did, is that a fair, fair analogy of, of uh, apple to apple, what happened? Okay. It's not my time. All right. Did he heal people who were blind? Yes. Guy with a withered hand? Yes. Why? He didn't like the withered hand. Ugh, ugh, I don't want to look at that. Let's fix it. Was he showing love, compassion, and kindness? You don't have enough food for your reception. We had a gorgeous wedding happen right here. Two lovely young people. A fabulous reception's going on. Everybody's going to starve to death and ruin the, what, what was a great event so far. Oh, we have nothing to eat. Everybody enjoy a carrot. No. I want to. This is. is it, you brought a gift for the bride and the groom? Great. I'm bringing a gift. I'm going to save this for you. That's what he did. Possible? Just because mom brought it up, he's not going to sit there and say, no, mom, it's not my time. She didn't tell him what he had to do. He sits there and goes, I guess it is my time. 
let's start it. Just something to consider. Okay, he starts his ministry. He goes, out, <laughs> he goes out and finds Peter and Andrew and says, follow me. And they're like, all right. I mean, didn't just say, well, let, oh, I got this thing I'm doing. I, I'll stop at Friday. Contract's done. Then I'm, I'm, I'm off. It's fine. Nope. There's my net. There's my boat. Have a good day. Turned around and walked. I don't know that I could do that. I have a wife, three kids, mortgage, cars, health insurance. I'll make you fishers of men. Cool. This fish thing kind of stinks. Let's go do this. It's easy to read. Oh yeah, that happened and they just, they just did. What did they give up? And you go look at uh, um, James and John. Hey, Dad, go get him, Tiger. We're out of here. He left them. He left him and his servants. They had a thriving business. They had a boat and servants to help fish. Bye-bye. We know Peter was married. Possibly Philip. Hey, hon, I'm, I'm dumping this mortgage thing. I'm going to go follow the Messiah. Which, I mean, that's a valid thing. Good luck keeping the house, health insurance, and the kids, and feeding everybody. Husbands, could you say that to your wives? Wives, could you hear that from your husbands? <laughs> Kylie's trying to... No. That's some faith. So Jesus was baptized. As you can tell, I'm not in doing chronological order here. Jesus was baptized and immediately goes into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. What was the first temptation? Stones to bread. Why? Forty days of fasting. Does anyone know how long you can go without food as long as you have water? It's a long time. Guess what? You're still going to be hungry. <laughs> Water doesn't fill you up. It just keeps you alive. 40 days. I've gone two, I think, without eating. Pretty sure I was going to waste away wither and just fall dead. Not a good time. 40 days. So, I mean, come noon, I'm going to be hungry. And I just ate something earlier. Five hours, you know, it'll be a five hours time span. Five hours, 40 days. And so he says, well, you're hungry. The devil says to Jesus, you're hungry. Turn these stones to bread. Now, back to the wine. Was the wine so-so? Was it, eh, I mean, it's wine. Or was it wine? It was the good stuff. So if Jesus is going to make bread... It's going to be that bread you walk into the kitchen. Oh, 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 oh. Mm, that's good bread. Oh, I love that. If, if it tastes as good as it smells, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be so happy. That's what Jesus would have made if he was going to turn it stones to bread. But he didn't. He says, 
Man shall not live by bread alone. Who is he talking about? You man, James, Josh, CR? Man, I shall not live by bread alone. I, Jesus, I'm a man. I'm here. I'm hungry. I will not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. He was defending his manhood, his humanness, his humanity. It took me a second to understand that. The first temptation was about man shall not live by bread alone. Ha ha ha. I am starving. I am a man. My stomach is this big right now. I want to fill it with something. I'll take the bread. But not because you said so. I'm not doing it. The second was a spiritual test. He went to the top of the temple. Satan speaking to the man, Jesus. He says, you trust God, don't you? I do. Thanks for asking. If you do, throw yourself down. God can't let anything happen to you. We all know what's supposed to happen according to all the prophecies. So go ahead and do it. What's the prove to me? Prove to me that you, you trust God that much. And Jesus goes, "Cool." Leaps. No. He says. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. See, God will give you enough proof without you asking, so don't start now. He wasn't saying, don't test me, Satan. I, Jesus, the man, I'm not going to test God. I'm here, he's there. If I leap, I leap as a man, and God would save me, but I'm not going to test him. What does God have to prove to any of us? Not one thing. He has. Go back in history, all the way up to today. He's proven it, he's proven it, he's proven it. All right, the third test was specifically against Christ's mission, his cause. He took him to a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in all their splendor, which chances are they were. Very, very rich, powerful, lots of people. What did Jesus come to do? What was his, what was his purpose? Seek and save the lost, correct? Okay. What's the phrase, burden a hand? How do you guys not know that one? Burden hand worth, worth two in the bush, right? I have this one. Do I give up this one for the two, or do I keep the one I have? I have one. Might have two. If you want to save all these kingdoms and all these people, I will give them to you. Jesus would know. He knew Satan, did he not? They were in heaven together at one point. I know who this guy is. He says, I'll give you all these kingdoms. And Jesus goes, cool, those are, I'm here to save them. He didn't take what the devil was saying as not reality. Was, were they the devils to give? Did the, could the devil have honestly offered those kingdoms to 
Jesus. Absolutely. I'll leave them alone. They're all yours. Who, who rules the world? The world. Who's the king of it? Satan is the king of the devil by all rights, means, and everything else. This is where he is reigning. Look at the world. You'll see he's sitting there loud and proud. God says, I'm not trying to rule the world. I already own that. That's not a factor. I want everyone in that world to leave it and come home to me. This is going to be dust at one point. Not even dust. It'll be gone. Jesus says, nope. Not doing it. Because that would have been the bird in the hand of the two in the bush. The fact of the matter is, he said, nope. You see, Russ Wallace in the year 2022 is going to need me. Bob Hoffman going to need me. James Harris, he's going to need me. Because Russ Wallace is going to need me. And James has to deal with Russ Wallace. Lindsay, she really needs me. (laughs) And he said, leave me alone. And Satan left him. But you think about it, he had the opportunity to save those. He knew every soul too. Jesus knew every last one of them. Of all those kingdoms he showed, he knew every single soul. And he could have saved them right there. And guess what? His viewpoint is so much bigger. I am so thankful that he got through that temptation because I have him as my savior now. Not just those kingdoms right then and there. Something just to think about. This one, I'm, I, and I do not mean or trying to be crass over this. So those are the three temptations we know about. Okay? He wasn't tempted ever again any other time. Ever. Because humans aren't tempted at all. In any way. To do anything wrong. What do... Let me see what I even here. Sadly, what do you think these gentlemen have in common with what I'm about to say. Gene Simmons, Wilt Chamberlain, Fidel Castro, Warren Beatty, Charlie Sheen, Mick Jagger, Hugh Hefner. Anything at all? I can leave now. These men boast of having slept with thousands of women. Why do I bring that up? They had groupies, they had fans, they had people, women specifically, that wanted to sleep with them. Was Jesus a celebrity? Yeah. When he showed up, people flocked to him, did they not? Not always, some people got mad about it, but this guy was a big deal. Would it not be a plausible thought that some women were throwing themselves at him? Very. Come on. Jesus said, there's nothing you've endured that I haven't as well. Everything? You sure? He said it. Why would we argue that? That was probably one as well. Just something to think about there. Okay. Separate, but similar. 
Let's say you're a woman and you're caught in bed with someone who's not your husband. That'd be embarrassing and your world would be kind of over. But then you're yanked out of the bedroom wearing or not wearing whatever you may or may not have had on. And you are drugged through the town with a whole crowd around you, taken to Jesus, which... I don't know. I don't want to give him that. Uh, uh, all right. Your father. You take him to your father. Oh, mm. That'd be bad. But this is Jesus. So there's dad. Now it's like 20 levels above that. You feel this small. You are that embarrassed. Your face is red. You are ashamed. You're scared. Why would you be scared back in that time? What? You were caught in adultery. That is a capital offense. Done. Notice there was only one person. Hmm. That was a setup. So think about that for half a second. She obviously probably liked the person she was with, I would hope. But she realized she was set up. So what is that telling you about the engagement? It was all false. I was just trying to trap you in something. So, ow, heartbroken. But she goes to Jesus. We just caught this woman in adultery. What should be done with her? The law says she should be stoned to death. She's counting on Jesus to say, no, 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 no. I'm going to save her. She's fine. I'll forgive her. Did he do that? Not even remotely. He says, go for it. Put her in the hole. Anyone know how they stoned people back then? They dug a hole, put her in it, or somebody, arms down, and put the dirt around them. Up to about here. They couldn't block anything. They just smack, smack. And they took rocks that you hold this big, and they're chucking them as hard as they can to kill you. Jesus says, dig the hole. Get her. Except, once she's in the hole, whoever is sinless, you throw that first stone. I'll wait. The girl's sitting there hoping for him, and she goes, he didn't save me. Waiting for it. Waiting. Someone's going to grab her by the arm and she's going to struggle. And she's waiting. She's waiting. But the internet just loves what I'm doing up here. And she does the old. Uh, Jesus is. Where are your accusers? Did no one condemn you? Was she guilty? She was guilty. Deserved death by the law. Where are your accusers? Is no one here to condemn you? She says, no. He responds, then I don't either. Go and sin no more. 
Now, step back from that. And you just saw Judgment Day in heaven as a Christian. God would be the Jewish leader. So that you, are, you are guilty. They have, you have done something guilty. I am guilty of sin. We can all agree on that. Okay? I show up to heaven's judgment day. I'm there standing in front of God. He's, God says, dig a hole. Jesus steps in front. Says, oh no, no. I've expunged his record. It's clean. This one's mine. There's the door. Go on in. Heaven awaits you. That's what it was. That's what just happened. He forgave her sins that were unforgivable. She committed the crime. He did too. I don't. It, it, that's irrelevant. The fact is, a sin was committed. She was guilty. Should have died, and didn't, because Jesus forgave her. It was that mind blowed up, right there. So fantastic. Love that imagery. I was. It took me. It took me studying for this class to see it. I was. I was all but born in this building. And it took me 47 years to figure that out. I know, I'm dumber than a hammer, but whatever. I'm 50, so. My my much older sister enlightened me about that, but that's fine. All right. Jesus' ministry lasted three and a half years, roughly. He was stated to be a king. He had no army. He had no riches to buy one. And he wasn't taking over any kingdom on earth. But in his last week of his life, a whole lot happened as a king. (laughs) One of his closest students betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. I mentioned this before, but you know the weird thing about the entire incident of that? The Jew, Jewish leaders wanted to remove Jesus as a threat to them in any, any way, shape, or form, right? This is how that was. If they had given him 30 pieces of gold, they'd have won. If they'd given him 29 pieces or 31 pieces of gold, they'd have won. If they had taken the silver that, of the 30 pieces of silver that he threw back at them and they bought anything else but a field that would have done it if they just embraced Jesus and hugged him that would have done it these guys are the brilliant minds of the time they are the Jewish leader who taught the Old Testament and when they said hey we got Judas here what should we pay him I don't know give him 30 pieces of silver no one goes see that scroll or I don't want your stupid silver <clears throat> you know all right, whatever goes, well what do we do with it I don't know go buy a field or something 
Seriously? Greatest minds of the times. Come on. I mean, they walked right into that one. Had every opportunity. They knew the prophecies and could have thwarted all of it just by doing one. Anyway, that was. I still am baffled over that one. Okay. He's arrested in the garden. There's a whole lot of guys coming to arrest him. Do these people believe he is the Messiah, Jesus? They didn't want to, so probably not. So they weren't Roman soldiers, because do you think the, 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 the Jews were uh, a, the captive city by the Romans? So do you think Roman soldiers get told by the Jews, hey, go do that? No. So all these people show up to arrest him, and he uses two vowels and a consonant, 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 and knocks everybody down. And you didn't want to be knocked down. How convicted are you to arrest this guy? I am. That's what happened. Are you convicted to grab his guy? Wait, did you say he was or was not the Messiah? Not. Then what is he? That he could do that. How determined or actually angry at him did they have to be to be knocked over and still arrest him after that? Three letters, I'm on the ground. What just happened? I got a question. You are, I didn't get his name, I'm sorry, uh, uh, you get your ear cut off in the process. All right, lots of people here, knocked to the ground, they don't know what's going on, your buddies are around, one pulls out a sword, takes the ear, you're in pain, your ear hits the floor, blood is going everywhere, it's a head wound, so you know that's going to be bad, and the guy who just knocked you to the ground reaches down, you let him pick up your ear, approach you uh, grab the ear touch the side of your face which you don't know what he's about to do something attacked you so how do you know it's still not him this guy doing it and he attaches your ear you don't have pain you have your ear you don't have a cut or an ouch or anything band-aid level you do have the blood you do have acknowledgement, a memory that something hurt. It hurt. I have blood in my hair, on my clothes, on my neck, on the ground. But my ear is there, and it doesn't hurt when I do this. What, the, why is, what are you thinking at that time? Is your brain just not cramping a little bit? Just like, not the Messiah, right? Not? I am and the ear. Okay. How angry and committed do you have to be to arrest someone who's just performed two miracles on you? Because someone told you he's not the Messiah. You now have more proof that he is than that he's not. So 
So 10 of his 12 students scatter when he's arrested. Who stays close? Peter. It's Peter. However, I'm a, I'm a brave young guy. I'm going to stay close. Up to the point, a little girl, young girl, I don't know how little she was, a young girl, says, hey, you look familiar. I've seen you with him. No, 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 you're, you're, you're mistaken. It's not me. I really swear, I, I think you were with him. You look, I mean, I did, the, the coat, I see the coat. I look, you look like the guy. Uh, no, no, you're, <clears throat> run along. I'm, nope, that wasn't me. I swear, you were the guy with the red, the red sash and the sandal with the broken strap. You're the guy. It wasn't me! There goes the crow, the, 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 the rooster. Oh, memory. How lonely did Jesus feel? You think he heard the rooster? Did he know what he said to Peter? Did Peter recall what he did? How small did Peter feel? They've, has anyone watched Passion of the Christ? Anyone? From the garden to the court, they beat the tar out of Jesus, and I have to believe that has some validation. Punch, kick, whip, punch. He's surrounded by enemies in the court. No one there likes him. Everybody's talking. He is just, I mean, hated. One of his true, true friends is close. And when he's looking for any ally, any ally whatsoever, I don't know the man. Wish I'd never heard the name. Ooh. Lonely, lonely, lonely. He goes before four different rulers, and none of them can find fault with him. He's done nothing. And the Sanhedrin, which is respected, or was, is nothing more than a lynch mob. The leaders were mad at him. Overall, he's been causing some stirring. But what did he do when he first got to Jerusalem that really ticked them off? He hit him in their pocketbook. He got ticked off at the temple because the money changers were there. Who was the money, who was the money going to in the money changers? The Jewish leaders. Oh yeah, I need this money for whatever. Let's take a bag, obviously thirty pieces of silver. They're willing to throw away. So you hit them in their pocketbook. You hit somebody. Somebody hits you in your pocketbook. You're going to take notice, right? I would think so. They asked him at the time, by what authority do you whip people and flip tables? And if he answered, he was caught. But what does he do? Turns it around and says, by what authority did John do what John did? Well, they can't answer that or else they're going to validate Jesus. So nobody says anything. He took their money and he embarrassed them. These are like absolute narcissist people anyway. Those are the two things you don't do. Once somebody does that to you, there goes the switch and the timer's on your life now.
So I'll leave with them. I, I, I didn't think I'd even get close to finishing this. I think I got pretty close. Jesus is taking the cross and he's been beat up bad, whipped severely. He's lost a lot of blood. He was whipped and beaten so bad he couldn't carry the cross all the way. But he's carrying the cross as much as he can. This thing's heavy. And he's going, he's going. His mom and other followers are with him. I saw it in Passion of the Christ. It, we don't, I don't know that this happened. And so I'm not going to take that as absolute. But it's, it's, a, it's something I enter my head. He stumbles and falls and drops the cross one time. And he's on his hands and knees and he is hurting. He's scared. He's tired. He's exhausted. He's not tired. His mom comes in, grabs him. Honey, I'm here. I'm here, baby. My mom has fixed things for me just, just by being there. Hey, how's it going? You feeling better? The man Jesus had to feel some comfort because mom was there. Just seen her. That was the man Jesus. Maybe he didn't feel entirely alone at that point. Something to consider. I will finish the rest of this uh, next week, and then we will go, and I will do a wrap-up on the entire thing. But thank you for your time.